It's now time for On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson. The conversation will range from local dialogue to international. This show is meant to enlighten, inform, and to inspire. On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson begins now. Hello and welcome to On the Line. I'm your host, Cheryl Wilkerson. Grateful and thankful that you join me on this Sunday morning. As always, a show today, a show that you do not want to miss. We are all going to learn so much and we'll be enlightened about what's really going on in this world. To the show this morning, we welcome Dr. Adele Newsonhorse. She is a professor of English at Morgan State University, and she's also the vice president of the Henrietta Lacks Legacy Group. Welcome to the program, Dr. Adele. How are you? Thank you, Ms. Wilkerson. I am fine. Thank you. Well, you didn't get the memo. You have to call me Cheryl, okay? <laughs> okay, then you must call me Adele. How's that? Okay, can, can I amend that to Dr. Adele? Because that rolls off my lips very good. Okay. Okay. Whatever works for you. <laughs> All right. All right. So we want to talk about Henrietta Lacks and just her whole life and legacy. Some people know about it. I remember getting a text from one of my brothers maybe two years ago. And at his place of employment, he said there was somebody there that was in the Lacks family. He's like, how come I never heard this story? So Dr. Adele, can you tell us who was Henrietta Lacks? Okay, Henrietta Lacks was a young African-American mother of five who died of cervical cancer in 1951. Her cells were discovered uh, to reproduce continuously outside her body and these cells the HeLa cells, uh, H-E, Henrietta, first two, uh, her first name, L-A, Lax, the HeLa cells went on to change modern medicine. Now, the first thing uh, or uh, illness attacked by uh, uh, the use of her cells, of course, was polio, which was quite crippling mm. in the early through mid-20th century. So she's this African-American woman, mother of five. She dies, and uh, the lab assistant notices that her cells continue to grow and contacts Dr. Uh, George Guy, and um, the rest is pretty much history. What's amazing about her story was that the John Hopkins did not, for more than 25 years, make the family aware of the miracle that was her HeLa cells. And in fact, uh, they would send doctors to test members of the family, mm. and still they were not sure of what was going on. So she's, she's significant in that I think that everybody today uh, will, um, we owe, um, you know, gratitude to the fact that these cells helped to do so much to improve modern medicine. Let me go back a few. Do we know, uh, did she receive good, great care when she was fighting the cervical cancer? Do we know? I ask that because there's so many stories out there today, especially about black women in healthcare, especially when it comes to them and having children about how the healthcare is just not great. Do we know if Miss Henrietta got great healthcare or what? Oh, that's a great question. And uh, this is what I can tell you. Her primary care physician was Dr. William C. Wade. He was a physician in Turner Station. 
uh, where uh, Mrs. Latz lived at the time of her death, he referred her to the Johns Hopkins for treatment. Mm. And so uh, there was a colored ward. Mm -hmm. Uh, What can I say about treatment there? I'm not really qualified. Okay. Uh, But you can put it in context. We're talking about 1951. Mm -hmm. And I know she had some radiation treatment and other treatments, but um, she finally died in October of 1951. And um, so speaking of black women and health care, it's criminal, in my opinion. Yes, ma'am. You know, from Sims, Dr. Sims, whom they call the father of gynecology. Just horrible. uh, Experiment, right, experimenting on slave women um, to the treatment of Henrietta Lacks and her family. I mean, don't, you know, you have Tuskegee experiments. And people might say, why do you bring this stuff up? Well, I'm going to tell you, if you are not vigilant, it will continue to happen. And you really need to know uh, uh, you know, the Hippocratic Oath do no harm, uh, but that in many instances when it comes to black people, uh, it's something that does not apply. Yeah, because those doctors, many of them, they didn't even use any form of use uh, and, and anesthesia when they Absolutely. were conducting these so-called experiments on these black women. It's just, it's horrifying. And the other thing is they think that because we're black women, that we take pain a lot better. And maybe that's to our advantage because many of us are not addicted to fentanyl or whatever opioid is out there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a, uh, it's a, it's an entire mythology surrounding the black woman, which is very sad. Mm -hmm. And you would expect more from the medical institutions. But, you have to you have to campaign for yourself. I I, I learned that. You absolutely. Have to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Yeah, you have to advocate for yourself and go when your loved one goes to the hospital. Be there. Advocate. Ask questions because that is your right. Anytime you and have your responsibility. You have Serena Williams talking about in childbirth when. No yes. one believed her, and she had to fight for herself. I mean, that was Serena yes. Williams. Exactly. So yeah. we know where we stand, and I think it's a good thing to know where you stand because in that way, I think uh, you can begin to deal with what the situation is. It's when we don't know what we're dealing with uh, that we have problems, and I think, more problems. And so that cervical cancer, and she goes, and do you know how long she was treated before she actually passed away? Was Are we talking weeks, yeah, days, months? No, I think it began in January of 51, and she had all sorts of treatments. And um, and then, you know, she, she died in October. In October. Okay, I'm sure her mm-hmm. family was like, what in the world is going on, you know? Exactly. Now, her oldest son is still living. Uh, he was 16 when she was born. And I believe that Lawrence is now 86 years old. Mm. Miss, th- does he remember this? Does he 
does he remember her actually going into the hospital and being sick? Well, um, he wrote a book. Uh, it's an audio book online. Okay. Uh, and it talked about his remembrances of his mom. Um, apparently, he was a handful. But um, his he has said, you know, it was a painful period. And a lot of this stuff he just doesn't remember. But he does tell us how he stepped up and cared for his, um, you know, brothers and sister uh, following the death. Because you said they there were four other. Dave, mm-hmm. uh-huh, there were five total. Lawrence is the oldest. Deborah is the one who was responsible for contacting or uh, working with Rebecca Sklute to bring that story to light. But beyond Rebecca Skloot, uh, in about 1978, the BBC, British Broadcasting Company, did travel to Turner Station mm. in search of someone who knew uh, Henrietta Lacks. And they ended up uh, with um, meeting uh, servant Courtney Speed, who is uh, featured in Chapter 9 of uh, Henrietta, uh, of the immortal Henrietta Lacks, the book. And also, uh, Rolling Stone did an incredible article, and this uh, predates the publication of Sklut's book. So there's information out there, um, but uh, arguably, uh, Sklut's book, with the support of Oprah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, did more than anything else to bring her story to light. And let's talk about some of the contributions in death. So because of these cells, these HeLa cells, um, mm-hmm. it, it helped vaccinate young girls against cancer. I'm talking about the HPV virus I read and different strands of that. That, yeah. that if that was all and that, that were the only thing, that right there would be miraculous. Right. But, but your um, your protocols for HIV, uh, you know, her cells were sent to outer space to test the effect of uh, zero gravity on humans. I mean, you know, even COVID-19, the cells uh, were used to develop vaccines. So um, uh, it is it's a hardworking uh <laughs> cell line, just like black women, it's doing its job. It's doing its job. It helped eradicate polio. It helped um, in the field of viruses, like you said, uh, measles, the right. mumps. Uh, I mean, so many things. It, it, helped, it helped scientists and doctors understand how cells stay young. You know, people are always looking for that, right? So, yeah, her life and her cells will forever live, it seems. Anybody else in her family has died? Do they know if the cells keep reproducing? I don't think that there's another instance in her immediate family mm-hmm. of uh, cell immortality, the way we find with uh, with her cells, the HeLa cells. Um, and her family is working hard to keep her legacy alive. Uh, yesterday, for example, um, uh, Shirley Lack, who was the wife of David Sonny Lack, who died, what, a year or so ago, 
Mm -hmm. uh, she worked with me and Servant Speed uh, to give a presentation on Mrs. Lax, Henrietta Lax, and uh, Historic Turner Station to a group of high school students from uh, Mercy High School. And uh, it's done uh, because they believe that education is important. And so um, they're continuing the legacy because erasure is another thing that black women uh, suffer from. Dr. Uh, Dr. Dell, tell me this. How did those uh-huh. high school students receive this story? What, what was their reaction? What did they say? Oh, they were wonderful. Um, um, you know, one of the first things I did was uh, ask them if they read the book, and they had, and they had done some work. And so my question was, uh, what's the lasting impression you got from the book? And the majority of them uh, pointed to the injustice of uh, using the cells, not making uh, the family aware immediately, and of the billions of dollars that pharmaceutical companies have garnered garnered from the use of the cells with no return to the family. So and this is coming from high school students. Right. And uh, Mercy High School uh, is predominantly white. Mm. So I'm thinking uh, in, in our experiences with students black and white, what strikes them is the injustice of it all. Tell me this. I am speaking, if you just joined us, I'm speaking with Dr. Adele Newsonhorse. She is a professor of English at Morgan State University, one of our illustrious HBCUs, and she's also the vice president of the Henrietta Lacks Legacy Group. And Henrietta Lacks, if you don't know, her cells are still alive today, even though she left us in 1951, and her cells have been used in so many positive contributions medically. But tell me this, how did the story unfold that these hospitals and these doctors and these scientists were using these cells. How did that come to light? Well, um, that's a complicated question. First of all, um, uh, there was some confusion as to who, uh, uh, from where the HeLa cells came. Many uh, thought it was a Harriet Lane or Helen Lane. It goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say that, you know, 1951, nobody wanted uh, uh, to be associated with a black woman and herself, hence the confusion. Again, I can't say. I can only tell you what mm-hmm. went on. Um, but I think uh, it was the Rolling Stone article that helped to bring to light that it was, in fact, uh, Henrietta Lack, a black woman mm-hmm. from Turner Station, Maryland. Um, And so um, that's part of it. The other part of it is uh, accidentally, I think, a lab person 25 years later contacted the family and talked about the cells, which caused a great deal of confusion um, for um, uh, the family and uh, and some heartbreak. Um, And so, oh, I am so sorry. Sorry. That's fine. I'm working from That's I'm fine, Dr. Adele. <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, my dogs are rescue dogs, and they're not very 
um, what, gentle. Okay. I don't know what to say about him. <laughs> okay. But um, anyway, um, so, yeah, it came to light that um, uh, people were making all this money off the sales. Now, John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins claimed they never uh, profited. How could they say that? Well, uh, they say that, I think, because they uh, shared the sales for free. Do you understand? They were passing on to other researchers. Mm -hmm. However, I don't believe that, Dr. Adele. I don't believe that. I believe even if they did that, they probably, I just don't believe they would just give these over to other researchers. Well, I can't speak to that, but I know there there's collateral gain from having had those uh, sales and, uh, you know, uh, look at the number of grants uh, received from the federal government and other agencies that over the years, um, that, uh, you know, Johns Hopkins has been able to what uh, amass. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just hard pressed. Maybe I'm so cynical, but something you've been having such such success with, I don't think you just said, oh, I'm just having success with this here. Here's some. You have some, too. But anyway, we'll never know. So where does it stand now? Does the medical field now um, gladly tell the story of Henrietta Lacks? And OK, so, yeah, go ahead. you go know, ahead. I know I know where you're going with that. Um, no, uh, let me see if I can uh, break this into. I think more and more uh, the accoloids are are coming. Mm-hmm. I think in 2011, Morgan State University was the first institution to honor uh, uh, Henrietta Lacks with a posthumous PhD in uh, what uh, public health. Wow! And uh, all the sons were there mm-hmm. uh, uh, for uh, at commencement for this. Uh, the Johns Hopkins is building a, um, what do you want to call it, uh, a building and naming it for her in East Baltimore. On Monday night, um, I'm invited to the Homeowners Association. Uh, there's a black group because, you know, where Johns Hopkins is located, and they they want to know more about Henrietta Lacks. Um, you know, and Morehouse honors her through Dr. Patillo with a symposium each year. Um, there have been plays written uh, in England, The Family Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the National Women's Hall of Fame, um, uh, due to our proposal, accepted her into uh, the Hall of Fame in 2020. Um, you have a high school in uh, uh, Vancouver, Washington, named for Henrietta Lacks. So, you know, things are happening. Uh, what's not happening, and this is only my personal opinion, okay. is that uh, the family gets adequate compensation. I don't see that that is happening. I know there's a lawsuit, don't know much about it, can't speak to it. But we will see what happens with that. Somehow or another, it seems to me those pharmaceutical companies need to acknowledge um, uh, the great debt that they owe that family. 
So they want to say it, but they won't say it with money. That's interesting. That's a a way of saying it. Yeah. (laughs) That's disgusting within itself. Let me ask you this. I know a couple of weeks ago, I read a news article about the state of Virginia and heaping more acknowledgments and and highlighting the contributions of Henrietta Lacks in in October? Yes. Uh So uh, Commonwealth of Virginia, okay, so she was born in Roanoke after her mother died. I think there were 10 kids. The father moved down to uh, Clover, 110 miles south, and she was raised in Clover, Virginia. There was a lot of tobacco farming. It goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, Two governors ago, uh, a commission was established to investigate bringing a cancer research center and a hospital to that area in Clover because the uh, cancer rate among women, especially black women in that area where she was raised, is really high. So there is a commission. Jerry Lacks is one of the commission members. Jerry is the granddaughter. Uh, they also appointed me to the commission. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thanks. But um, we need to see what this commission comes up with. Okay. Um, and that remains to be seen. I mean, you know, because sometimes in name things happen. We want to actually see it, uh, mm-hmm. make it to fruition. And uh Excuse me for being cynical. <laughs> <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, Dr. Adele. And so I can imagine that in years to come, again, these HeLa cells will be so instrumental. Is there any price you can actually put on that? If someone were to say yeah. to you, Dr. Adele, okay, you get to set how the family will be compensated. Can you just... I know it's sketchy, but could you just give us a picture of what that might look like? Oh, I wish I could. I mean, you got to keep in mind that uh, these pharmaceutical companies make billions mm-hmm. and billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So what would that look like? It would be a drop in the bucket to what it is they're doing mm-hmm. uh, and some of their practices. So, uh, you know, if you want me to say 1% of what you earn, I don't know, I that's outside my area of expertise. But what I do know is that the family definitely needs to be compensated. And um, I think that average is such a large part of our society uh, that it's, it's, it's mind-boggling, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, produce more fruit. Uh, it's okay to spray the farm workers mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, that's average. Mm-hmm. That, it, it doesn't need to be. Same thing with the um, pharmaceutical companies. You know, give back. You don't have to inflate the cost of drugs to put more money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. But again, we uh, it's, I don't know, pretty mm. sad. It is pretty sad. And uh, I know you're a world traveler. When you go around the world, you don't see health care handled in the same way that it's handled here in the U.S., do you? Uh, no, I, I don't see. Uh, that this is an altogether interesting. I mean, where you have the insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies 
and average Americans are just trapped in the middle. Yes. You know, uh, you can use this drug because uh, the insurance company says this is the one you can use, but not this drug. I mean, how do you know? Are you a scientist? Doctor. No, they're basing it on money. It's greed. It's greed. It's nothing. It's pure greed. And the um, I'm reminded of, uh, of one of my girlfriends who talked about uh, how civilization uh, uh, existed and then they fell apart. And uh, at the heart of it is the lack of seeing community mm-hmm. in other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a point where we are now. Mm-hmm. We can't see each other as part of a larger human community. And um, um, the idea is to get as much money mm-hmm. at whatever cost yes. you can. And that, to me, is disgraceful. Dr. Dell, you're so right. I get the biggest attitude about an insurance employee telling me, what I can get right. medically because you have not been to medical school. And I mean, that just <laughs> burns me up. And the other thing about it is, like you said, not seeing yourself as a part of humanity. That's why we can have a State of the Union address and and a politician, no less, a lawmaker can just yell out, you lie. And, we, and then we wonder, we have the nerve to wonder about our children and why our children are doing Do you know I did a news story just this week, and in the news story, I think it was 2021 and 2022, 866 children were killed in their homes compared to the 286, I think it was, at school. That is a thousand children, a thousand children. And we're just killing them, and it's just okay. But you know what? When Sandy Hook went down and nothing changed, everybody saw the writing on the wall right then. Yeah. Who's it, in control here? Yes. And again, it's avarice. It's greed. It's, it is. It, that, it, that is all it is. And that is what's going to undo us. And, and I really firmly believe that. And it is greed because I think it was this week or was it last week where two drug companies said that they were lowering the cost of their insulin. They would not be doing that if it was going to put them out of business. It is greed. (laughs) Pure and simple. Having a great conversation today with Dr. Adele Newsom-Horst. She's a professor of English at Morgan State University. She's also the vice president of the Henrietta Lacks Legacy Group. Tell us about the students at Morgan State. How are they doing? We're trying to keep ours straight here at Norfolk State. They're doing a good job. How about at Morgan State? Oh, we have a fantastic president. We have great students. Um, I'm also director of the Women, Gender, and Sexuality Studies program at Morgan. Wonderful. Last night, we, we watched a film because it's still, you know, Women's History Month. And it was called, uh, it, it, was, it was a screening and discussion. And it was all about these Haitian women. They're called Madam Sarah. And they're the ones who go and get the produce. Takes, uh, they take it back to the cities and sell it. And in effect, they're the ones, I'm telling you, hardworking black women again, mm-hmm. who keep uh, 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 the economy alive. However, they don't have that kind of um, support of the government of, of Haiti. And so uh, uh, it was amazing last night um, 
students uh, uh, watched and talked about how they were not aware. So uh, there's so many things in society uh, uh, black women are responsible for and for which black women receive no credit. Uh, But I think that it's necessary that people like you keep preaching and teaching (laughs) uh, so that um, we can let our children know, our students know, really what time it is. Dr. Dell, we are running out of time. Unfortunately, we have about a minute left. If you don't remember anything else from what Dr. Dell has taught us today about Henrietta Lacks, remember that her cells have helped make science, medical, biological, even cosmetic testing affordable. Dr. Adele, I think you should have the final words this morning. Wow. Um, I just think that we should continue to uplift uh, Henrietta Lacks. Remember her legacy. Keep it in the forefront again because so often uh, black women are erased from history. Mm-hmm. And it would appear that initially that might have been the fate of Henrietta Lacks. But not so because of you and your group. Thank you so much for joining us. If people want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Oh, wonderful. Um, HLAXLegacy at gmail.com. And thank you so very much for having me. Not a problem. We try to get it done. My name is Cheryl Wilkerson. We've had a great time this Sunday morning. Thank you all for listening. As always, behold the green and gold.